Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You are just one of the I'm Ron. This is Braden. Welcome to Commanders Uncensored. Welcome back, Commander Nation. Welcome back to the worldwide leader. Welcome back to the commander's podcast that's always going to keep it 100 Braden, how you feeling feeling good how are you doing i'm doing great so last week Braden, when we ended the pod we had a little you didn't really agree with the sack leader or the double digit sacks by pain we ran a poll and just so you know it looks like our people have spoken and once again like i have told you plenty of times i am the voice of the people man that was a lucky guess <laughs> no so, no hold t- so actually it was very close so chase young won the poll mm-hmm. but it was between him and sweat like okay. they were neck and neck okay so it wasn't like he ran away with it. They didn't say Payne. They didn't say Allen. Because you said Sweat, right? Yep. So. But wait, you said Chase Young had the majority of the votes, though? Yes. All right. Okay. And then I also asked, would Theron Payne have double-digit sacks? And that came back, yes. And it looked like the number that I saw was, you know, if if you average it out, I think it was like eleven. Yeah, I I said um last podcast I didn't think he would have double digit sacks, and then after the podcast, I actually looked up his numbers last year and realized he had eleven and a half sacks, and that actually surprised me. So, did you see him? I believe I saw a video of him working out this week or last week or whatever it was, and he was like in his stance almost. He was like kind of low, and he had a machine like it came down. It was like a um bench press machine like like it looked like one of the ones if you sat down on it how you was he like pushing push, with the ropes but he was like in like a three-point stance almost and pushing out with the yeah team. like yeah, so and like, he was exploding quick like yeah he is strong he, yeah i mean yeah he's really surprised me with that 11 and a half sacks and he's getting paid top d defensive tackle money i guess he deserves it 100 yeah <laughs> Holla. he's the man so I, I I wanted to then go into because everybody loves the topic of where will the new stadium be built, and when Dan Snyder was here, everybody hated his guts, right? As far as um anyone who was anyone in politics, so it was hard for Dan Snyder to get deals. So it started to look more and more like this stadium was going to be built maybe in the more southern or central location of Virginia, like not near D.C., right? Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you I believe that has all changed. I believe what 
it will be is I've already said Oxen Co. But if it's not that, I believe they will just build it next door to where they are now. They will build it at RFK. They will build it somewhere near like the Nationals baseball stadium. I don't think they are going very far out of that D.C., Maryland, Virginia border, right? Mm -hmm. And that's great news. It's great. And I also want to update you on this. Like, why? So, I told you I think they know more than they are already telling you. During the draft, they took everyone to the National Harbor, right? Mm-hmm. In marketing, that's called a soft landing. Do you know what came out recently? What's that? The Metro, which is the public transportation, that's the train system that, you know, it commutes people around. Mm-hmm. The Metro Blue Line is now talking about extending further along. So, basically... Once this is all done, you are going to be looking at train systems, the metro, that all go down to the National Harbor. Well, if they all go down to the National Harbor, what is right next door to the National Harbor? Oxen Cove. So it all ties in to that great area. It's right on the water. you got casinos. You like it, like you have the scenic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a big factor here. Look, it's it's not moving much further than it. It's going to be in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hope. Yeah, I hope it's not like a dramatic change. I yeah, I'm I'm. I'm not believing it will be. And I also want to tell you, I'm reading a story, and basically what is coming out of this is there is something now, Braden, that ESPN and all your media outlets will soon tell you is called the Black Mail PowerPoint. Have you heard of the blackmail PowerPoint? Oh, yeah, I heard of blackmailing, yeah. Well, the black ma- mail PowerPoint is Dan Snyder apparently trying to out mafia or tough guy or you know what I mean? He he tried to out muscle. He basically did more than he needed to do. We all knew Dan Snyder was basically garbage, and we all knew the allegations, and we all knew the NFL was covering up because when they tell you we're bringing in somebody to do an investigation, then that person does the investigation, and then when they get done the investigation, the NFL then turns around and says, we looked at the investigation, but we are not going to tell you what the investigation said. That's called a cover-up. Mm-hmm. If he just shut up 
and took his little punishment, he would still be the owner. But him being Dan Snyder, him being that guy who has to, he's so vindictive that that got him mad because he got a little bit of punishment. He wasn't forced to sell a team. He just was told to go home for a couple of months, basically, right? Yeah, take a vacation. You're still going to get paid. You're still the owner. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what he did? What'd he do? Apparently, he, his team, they said, okay, if you guys do this, then I am going to do that. And what that was, was leak more emails. So, Mark Davis is the owner of the Raiders. Mark Davis did not want to fire John Gruden. Mark Davis liked John Gruden. He brought him, I, I, 10, what was it, 10 years? Yeah, something ridiculous. Like, yes. Like, and the biggest, like, contract ever for a head coach, right? Yeah, 10 years. That's crazy. So, Mark Davis actually believed it was Groot. I mean, I'm sorry, Goodell. He, he believed it was Goodell who leaked those emails. So, at the very beginning of this story, Mark Davis is mad at Roger Goodell. And as he's finding out more information, now he's mad at everybody. And he actually has a quote where he says, F Dan Snyder and F the NFL, you know? And I don't blame him. Goodell calls him up because he is trying to cover all of this up and now Roger Goodell is telling Mark Davis you have to do something he quote unquote Braden quote unquote you have to do something he is putting pressure on another owner to fire his head coach because our owner Dan Snyder told him if you don't fire him I'm going to leak more emails. Basically, what he said was, I just dropped one, but I have more. And if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, basically, I fired a warning shot at you, and now you will either listen, or I'm going to unload. That's 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 Dan's mentality at this point, right? Yeah, that's, cr- that's crazy. <laughs> Hello? What an asshole. So, now... Davis does not want to fire Gruden. So Gruden resigned, quote, unquote. Basically, either resign or get fired. He didn't have an option, Mm -hmm. but it looks better on your paperwork. So now you have an owner of a team who has the name Davis, who owns the Raiders. It might have a little bit more pool than a guy by the name of Snyder who owns the Redskins at the time. Both teams are legendary, right? Mm -hmm. But the Davis family 
has been around forever. Like, why are you going to go bark up that tree, dude? Just win, baby. Just win, baby. So now you make this guy mad. So Davis thought Goodell had leaked it. But then they do an investigation, and that investigation actually shows, you know what? That wasn't the case. It actually came from Dan Snyder's team. So, one thing leads to another, and that's where we are now. Like, that that little... so. All that craziness that was happening, right? The NFL pretty much protected him. They did a quote-unquote investigation, and then they covered up the investigation. They did all they could, but once you attack another owner who is a blue blood, and then now he finds out that you did what you did, Goodell... Like door, like they had a, I believe NFL owners and um, commissioner meetings, and he swore it wasn't me. Then they were like, "Well, if it wasn't him, then it had to be him," and that's when it all started to unravel. Because then the other owners are like, "Okay, wait a minute. If he'll go at him like that, then he'll go at us like that." We got to take him. He's got to go. Yep. So, good luck. The funny thing is, he did that to John Gruden, but he had his brother as a head coach for our team. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. You don't have, like, any sympathy for the guy? Ruthless. Yep. Mm. And it doesn't surprise it. I was say, and it doesn't surprise me. So, does it surprise you because... Anyone who is a fan, a real fan of this team, Braden, and who is old enough to have seen the way this whole thing works with him, it's the same thing. He brings in people, right? And then he tries to dictate what they do. And then it doesn't work. And then he creates a false narrative that that person is the bad guy pretty much there was only one person he really didn't do that to because he couldn't and that was joe gibbs everyone else like he brings in spurrier it didn't work and then he makes him look like oh not not necessarily but gruden and then at the end there was the leaked videos of gruden smoking weed or whatever it was with like college or high school kids and like I feel like he brings people in. He'll bring you in to be his coach or whatever, GM. And then he hires a private investigator to follow you behind you to get dirty videos and dirty pictures of you just so he can use it against you later when he wants to fire you. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. That's called mob mentality. When he wants to get rid of you, he creates a story that makes you look like the bad guy. So then the average person goes, well, yeah, this guy is such a bad guy. He got to get rid of him. Can't do that to old Gibbs, though. But he didn't do it to Gibbs. 
Thank God. Yeah, he's the man. So now, I want to ask you, Braden. We talked about the defensive line last week. I want to move back into the defensive backfield. Okay. Who do you believe is going, and this is corner safeties. I don't even care. You could say Deron Payne's going to have the most interceptions. But my question is to you, who do you believe is going to lead this team in interceptions this season? Ooh. You know, honestly, I think I think it's gonna be Emmanuel Forbes, honestly. I uh I don't think he's gonna be our best corner. I think Kendall Fuller is by far the best corner, but when it just comes to interceptions, I already said it when we drafted him. He reminds me of Trayvon Diggs. Like he's gonna he's gonna get them ball hawk interceptions and he's gonna get burnt, I feel like, on like double moves and stuff. So I think I think his mentality is go all out and aggressive for the interception. So I, that's my choice. I like that choice. But I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve there. I, I, I think he... Yeah, that's what's, that's what's tough about picking him. <laughs> yes. Because he's going to get some. But as you say, as the season moves on, they may pick up on... Is he breaking too early? Is he doing this or doing that? And then they may change what they are doing. So I would not even. I'm going to say it's going to be it's going to be Fuller, right? Okay. It could also be a safety, but safety is so tough. Right? My second pick was actually Derek Forrest. I was stuck between Forrest and Forbes. Yeah. Those are my two on top, but I just had to go with I had to go with Forbes just because he's more of a ball hawk than any other player on the team. And normally it's it's a corner. Yeah, yeah, m- most of the time. So, and that's why I went with Fuller. So, we agree to disagree there, but it's I I'm with you. I would not be surprised if it's if it's Forbes. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I like the vet mentality. I like the guy who has seen all these moves. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go with the vet on this one. Okay. And then, on the offensive side, I will ask you this. Who's going to have the most touchdowns this season? Hmm. Well, everyone knows Terry McLaurin is obviously the most talented, but I think it's just going to go B-Rob with most touchdowns. I I mean, when we're at the goal line, who's going to get it? (laughs) It's going to be B-Rob. That's a good, <laughs> once again, I was like, I was asking myself that question. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, man, this could, like, is it a wide receiver? Is it Sam Howe? Like, rushing him, yeah. right? Because the guy can rush him. Dude, if we had a solid tight end, it would have been the tight end probably with Eric B. Enemy. But I just don't see John Bates or Cole Turner getting, like, six-plus touchdowns, you know? Oh, Logan Thomas? I said I don't think he's going to be on the team. He will stop. I'm going to go in a different direction because of what you just said. A name you just said. You said Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I believe this is going to be more of a West Coast offense. And in a West Coast offense, you have the running back 
who is going out for short pass patterns and also running the ball. So I'm going to say Antonio Gibson. That's wild. <laughs> See, that's wild. That's crazy. They drafted this guy to be this back. Think about think think about that, right? They drafted a guy to basically be a West Coast offensive back. They bring him here and run him in a non-West Coast offensive system, and it didn't benefit him. But if you all right, if you look at Kansas City's offense, and you look at Isaiah Pacheco, I think he reminds me more of B-Rob than Antonio Gibson. Okay, but look, look at, look at the history. Look at, look at what they normally do in Kansas City. Look at the history, actually, of Andy Reid. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jamal Charles, Brian Westbrook. Yep, Brian Westbrook. He loves a running back that can catch a screen. Mm Mm-hmm. But you're saying those touchdowns. You think Antonio Gibson's going to have 10 receiving touchdowns or something? I think a screen is an easy touchdown. I think it's an easy first down. I don't, I don't know about touchdown. I'm telling you that. And then I will also piggyback, if you thought that one blows your mind, how about Curtis Samuel? I knew you were going to I had a feeling you were going to say that. You know who I've, I have? Jahan Dotson getting more touchdowns than him this year. Nope. I, I know for a fact he will. I guarantee it. Because of that, that the system they're in. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. You're I think what you're trying to tell me is you think Dotson is a better wide receiver. Yes, and like, I, I know catching. what you're saying. Yeah. But that's not what we're arguing right I now. know. But I don't think <laughs> I don't think Curtis Samuel is gonna one, break out so many big runs for touchdowns, and two, get the ball with inside the 10-yard line for a touchdown. I think that's going to be B-Rob. No, when they get inside that red zone, watch how many times they do that five-yard pass or they do that screen behind behind the line of scrimmage, screen, you know what I mean, that they're going to push in for touchdowns. When we're... Inside the 10-yard line, I look at like the Chiefs offense, who I'm comparing uh, Eric Bannemi to. I think of B-Rob, and I think of a tight end getting a touchdown in the end zone. Those are I don't think of receivers that much. Yeah, but go back. You got to think of Andy Reid. Andy Reid as a whole. Go back to his old Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Brian Westbrook. Do you know how many touchdowns he scored on the stupid screen play? Yeah, Andy Reid's good at that. LaShawn McCoy. It's the running back who basically just flares out either to the right or to the left. The line kind of pulls that way, right? It's a screen, so they let the defense come in, and then you just dump it off, and they run it in. So it's a running back who has the best hands or a receiver who you could turn into a gimmick, the Debo Samuel-type guy. It's the yeah. West Coast offense. They're all running the same system. That's fine. I just think you're wrong. But 
you think I'm wrong, and that's okay. Like, that's what we're here to do, argue. Yeah, I see. I see Curtis Samuel getting the least amount of touchdowns out of McLaurin and Jahan Dotson this year. <laughs> so you think out of the whole offense, he's getting the least? Surprisingly, yes. That's what you're saying. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Because you're taking the running back having more. Yep. I'm taking the backup running back having more. Yep. You're taking the other two wide receivers having more. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have the least. You got to realize, dude, um, Jahan Dotson was a first-round pick. I don't care what he was. Well, I do. He's the man. He, NFL's posting him breakout season. He's getting the hype for a reason. He wears number one for a reason. Braden, you've seen these moves. Is there anybody on that team that has that side-to-side movement? Like Curtis Samuel? Yeah. Nope. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> if he can stay healthy. It doesn't mean he's going to get in the end zone. Because there is also that injury factor with him. That is That is true. When you bounce around like that, you can pull. Yeah, actually, I completely like, forgot about that. Usually he's out like half the year. But last year he was pretty good, I felt like. Either way, I'm, like I said, so I'm going with Antonio Gibson, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm also saying secondary, like my, don't be surprised if yeah. it's this guy. And here you're... You're saying he's going to be the bottom of the barrel. That that guy is just, he's too great of an athlete, not. And I think Eric Bieniemy, like, any good offensive coordinator, let, let me put it a different way. Any good offensive coordinator is going to come in and go, dang, this guy can catch, this guy can run, this guy can juke, this guy can spin. Like You find ways to get people like that the ball. Yeah, I agree. So, that's all I'm saying. Because he has such a unique skill set, I think that gets him touchdowns. But, because he's not a running back, I'm going to go with the running back who has the best hands. So, that's, you know, that's just the answer I came up with. We'll see what happens. Hey, I hope they all have, like, a million touchdowns a year. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Why don't you put that in the pool? The He's going to have the most offensive touchdowns. And then ask between who? like, Or just, just leave it like, like that? Or, or We can do, uh, I mean, the top picks, I guess. I mean, I don't know why you're saying Antonio Gibson. I wasn't going to put him on the list. but <laughs> Because he's a running back. <laughs> he's a freaking, all right, put him on the list. I bet no one's going to pick him. We'll do McLaurin. Uh, we'll do how many? How many can you put on there? I don't. Know. I mean, I I would normally just do four, but I mean, you can do as many as you yeah, want. Just, whatever. Yeah, maybe four. Like Dotson. Uh, I don't know. Dotson, McLaurin. Just put the whole offense. Or how about be- between the people that you said? You said who? Um, Jahan Dotson. I said B. Rob, and then I guess McLaurin, and then you said Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson. So that's five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do that five. That's good. All right. We'll roll with that. Yep. I can't wait to see those results. Well, if the people are smart, 
and I know they are because I represent them, baby. I'm the I listen. I listen to them. I already know what they're going to say. <laughs> they say Antonio Gibson, dude. <laughs> Jesus, we should have <laughs> traded him. <laughs> Come on, dude. Those trade rumors last year were real. <laughs> he keeps fumbling it. There's, dude. I we could keep going with this podcast because you just struck a nerve when. I, earlier in this season, talked about watch out for Matt Stafford coming here, and then it didn't happen, and people thought I was crazy. Guess what just leaked out this week? That the Rams were definitely trying to trade Matt Stafford. Hmm. So Washington, like, obviously whatever they wanted, no team put in for it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Well, I mean, he's kind of getting my point being, I thought he was, I thought he might get traded, because I can kind of see the writing on the wall there, but it doesn't matter. And there's more things we can talk about, like the whole Carson Wentz thing, but we'll break into that later on. Honestly, I think Matt Stafford would be a good fit with the Buccaneers, but wouldn't that be crazy if he's a starter over Baker Mayfield again? Matt Stafford's not going anywhere at this point. I don't think you. At this point, when your training camp's getting ready to start, the quarterbacks are the quarterbacks. You don't you don't trade this late in the season. Oh, real quick before we end it, because I, I want to wrap this bad boy up to get these good folks back to what they were doing. I saw things that, once again, have been linking Chase Young to being traded. The latest one that I saw, Braden, was, well, oh real quick, and it was a big yes to last week when I said, should Washington bring in Clowney, or there was a link to they may bring in. And pretty much everybody said, yeah, like, sure, bring him in. Like, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing... What were we just talking about? I'm drawing a blank. Uh... Clowny. <laughs> you don't do me any good. That's not what we were talking about. Matt Stafford. Whatever. It doesn't matter. No, it was Chase Young. Oh, yeah, getting traded. Good Lord. Chase Young, trade, latest, fake trade mocks are to the Ravens. Oh. For their linebacker, Queen. Oh, Patrick Queen. Give him. What? <laughs> we won him. Dude, you're like, you didn't even have him. It wasn't him. It was like him plus Dre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I knew they are going to have more. But, oh, Patrick Queen. Yeah, we'll, we'll take him. We'll take him. And then, like, you hear it as you're like, mm, would you? And then another one that I had saw before that was, like, to the Colts. And I told you, and it was, like, for Nelson, the guard, and whoever their um, middle linebacker is. Oh, but it's yeah, like, that, uh. Shaquille Barrett or something. But there, there's more and more. But yeah, so that was the latest one. It was to the Ravens. I mean, yeah, Patrick Queen. And then it was like, whatever, like a fourth rounder. and what, Whatever the, you know what I mean, the picks are the picks. Like you're, so basically player for player, and then Washington would end up with a couple more picks, like later draft picks. And it's like, what do you think? I think it makes our team better. Dude, really? you put you put Patrick Queen in the middle of our defense, and you still got sweat. 
Payne and Allen on the line. And even if you want to bring Clowney in. Like, all right, screw Clowney. We've still got three of those all-stars. Yeah. And then you you add a all-star genius at middle linebacker. Or what you're saying is you bring you can bring Clowney in on a cheap and then trade. So that would definitely allow you to trade Young. Yeah. So you're saying Clowney, Sweat, Payne, Allen. Allen. And then Queen as your middle linebacker. Now. Yeah, that would be... That's like the 49ers with like their D-line and Bosa and all... I can't name all of them right now. Ken right, Law, but right, right, And right. Fred Warner at middle linebacker. That's what I think of. That's what we're missing, the middle linebacker. I don't understand why teams trade. I have beat your ear with this. The middle linebacker was the quarterback of the defenses. You look at all the great... You look mm-hmm. at... Look at Washington when they had Ray London, Lewis. London Fletcher. When we London Fletcher. Like, he was good, and then we got rid of him. And our, you know, it's like we haven't had that captain since. You get that middle linebacker, that's a game changer. Bobby Wagner, right? Yep. We should we should have brought him in last year or two years ago. Whenever Fred Warner, right? It goes when you look at all the teams that are successful. Not only is their quarterback normally good, but their linebackers are good. Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons, even though he's not really a middle linebacker, I don't know if he's 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 a. I'm telling you, he moved the defensive end now. Yeah. But, screw uh, screw him anyway. He's a cowboy. He sucks. Yeah, screw him. Yep, he sucks, Braden. Please. Anyways, I'm done. You got anything? Nope. All right, this has been Commanders Uncensored. So long, farewell, our readers, and good night. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight.